0: Movie Sushi Raging Bull 1941 LaMotta is in the boxing ring between rounds fighting Jimmy Reeves. All his seconds, including his brother, tell him to knock out his opponent before it's too late. The next round, Jake knocks Reeves down. Flash bulbs go off as LaMotta does it again. After a third knockdown, Reeves is counted out and the bell rings, Jake now with his arms raised triumphantly. Reeves is dragged back to his corner and awarded the fight. The crowd are upset with the result and get rowdy, angrily throwing popcorn, then chairs, into the ring. The Bronx, New York City. Jake's wife has overcooked his steak and he's really angry. When she heaps more and more food onto his plate, he stands up and overturns the dining table. He throws his plate of food at the wall. Joey's talking to Salvi about Jake getting new management from local crime boss Tommy. When Joey goes up to Jake's apartment, Jake and his wife are still rowing over the stake. She retreats behind some double doors, and Larry, the neighbour, then starts yelling through the window. Jake yells back, threatening to eat the man's dog if he persists with the yelling. Brother Joey calms Jake down a bit. Jake's depressed that he's a middleweight and will never get the chance to fight Joe Lewis, a heavyweight. You're in the weight division you're in. Out of the blue, Jake asks his little brother to hit him in the face. Joey refuses. Finally, Jake makes him wrap a tea towel around his fist and Joey starts throwing punches at Jake. After each punch, Jake wants a harder one. They stop when Jake's cuts start to open. By the neighbourhood swimming pool, Jake notices Vicky. She's 15 years old. Joey reminds Jake that it's over for him. He's already married. Next day, Joey calls Vicky over. Soon, Jake takes her out in his car. They play crazy golf until Vicky's ball gets stuck in a miniature church. Jake brings her up to his apartment. He shows her all the rooms including the bedroom. Before his next fight, Jake gets amorous with Vicky, then remembers his training. He pours ice water all over his groin to regain composure. It's the third time LaMotta and Robinson have fought each other. Although Jake knocks Sugar Ray down, Robinson wins on points. Joey thinks he only won because the following week he's going into the army. Pelham Parkway, Bronx, New York City, 1947. Jake marries Vicky and Joey marries Lenora. Both brothers also start families. Jake comes downstairs and starts a row with Joey. Jake questions Joey's managing strategy. When Vicky casually says that next selection Tony Gennaro is good-looking, Jake gets even more upset. Both wives are ordered out of the room. Jake speaks softly to Joey. He suspects Vicky of cheating on him. Joey recommends Jake takes her out for a nice meal before he goes to training camp. He must get to 155 pounds ahead of the Gennaro fight. Jake then takes Joey's advice, goes into the next room and patches things up with Vicky. Jake, Joey and Vicky are all at the Copacabana Club. When Salvi arrives, Vicky goes over. Jake's already jealous, then he sees Tommy's there too. When Vicky returns, Jake is paranoid. Just as he's threatening to smack Vicky across the face, a round of drinks arrives. Joey goes over to say thank you to Tommy and Salvi. Jake is also beckoned over. When they discuss his next fight, Gennaro is again referred to as being good-looking, further infuriating Jake. Later, Jake is at Vicky's bedside now waking her up to discuss her earlier comment on Gennaro's looks. When Jake finally fights Gennaro, he makes a point of disfiguring the man, especially his face and nose. At ringside, Tommy notes that Gennaro is now no longer good-looking. Joey's at the bar when he notices Vicky walk in with Salvi. Joey takes her aside, but she really wants to stay. Joey goes to Salvi and smashes a glass over the man's head and upturns the whole table. Salvi follows Joey out of the club, only to be beaten down on the pavement and then have Joey slam his head repeatedly in a car door. There's a sit-down at the Debonair Social Club to discuss Joey and Salvi fighting. Salvy's still with a bandage on his face, and his arm in a sling. The management can't have that kind of a scene. Tommy makes the men shake hands, then asks to speak to Joey alone. Jake makes Tommy look bad. Joey says that Jake likes doing things his own way. Tommy then says that no fighter in history ever made it on their own. Later, Jake still has a problem trusting Vicky. He tells Joey he wants to catch her cheating, just once. Lamotta versus Fox, New York City, nineteen forty-seven. Lamotta throws the fight in terrible fashion, leaving the ring mid-round. He's crying his eyes out afterwards. The newspaper headlines say that he's officially suspended from boxing. For Joey, taking a dive has to be the easiest thing in the world. You just pretend to lose. Pelham Parkway, New York, 1950. Jake is tinkering with his new television. When Vicky arrives and quickly kisses Joey on the mouth, Jake gets upset. Joey then comments on how overweight Jake's become especially with a fight fast approaching. Jake then asks about the night Joey gave Salvia a beating. Jake feels that he should have been clued in because Vicky was there. Now he's paranoid as to why Joey never detailed the incident for him. Jake is furious and asks Joey if he's had sex with Vicky. Joey leaves, incredulous and thoroughly offended by his brother's lack of faith in him. Jake accuses Vicky of having slept with Joey. He starts slapping her around. She hides in the bathroom, but he breaks the door down. She spitefully screams that she slept with Joey and others, because that's what he wants to hear. Armed with this apparent confirmation, Jake heads over to Joey's house and gives him a beating. He also knocks Vicky to the floor. Later on, she forgives him. He wins his next fight, then calls Joey to apologise, but loses his nerve and hangs up. Joey watches Jake's next fight on TV. Although Robinson wins the championship and gives LaMotta a real pounding, Jake reminds the man that he never actually put him on the canvas. Miami, 1956. Jake says he'll never box again. All he did was worry about his weight all the time. On the mic at his new nightclub, Jake schmoozes the crowd making wise cracks and jokes. Here and there, he recites his own boxing-related poetry. Two potentially underage girls have to kiss Jake passionately so they can stay drinking in Jake's club. Outside in the sunshine, Vicky tells Jake she's leaving him again. He doesn't believe her. Jake's awoken by men from the district attorney's office. They accuse him of having introduced a 14-year-old girl to some men at his club. Now, Jake needs $10,000 for his bail. He goes to Vicky's house to get his championship belt and starts hammering at it to get the jewels out. And luckily for Jake... The pawnbroker then says the jewels would have been worth more if they were still part of the belt. He fails to raise the full amount he needs. Dade County Stockade, Florida, 1957. Two prison guards wrestle Jake into a darkened cell as he swears and curses at them. Now alone, he starts vigorously headbutting the wall, pounding it with his fists and crying out desperately in anguish. New York City, 1958. Jake is on stage bombing. He gets angry with a heckler, then introduces the next act. Later that night, he sees Joey and follows him to his car. Although Jake keeps forcing hugs and kisses on Joey, Joey is unimpressed. The Barbison Plaza Jake rehearses scenes from On the Waterfront in front of the mirror. He then does some quick shadow boxing and gives himself a pep talk before he goes on stage. Based on a true story. Starring... Robert De Niro, Kathy Moriarty, Joe Pesci, Rated X, directed by Martin Scorsese, released in the UK, 1980, runtime, 2 hours, 9 minutes.